as well as a nice new warm welcome to all new listeners. Thanks so much for checking out our podcast, Techie Tacky and Tired. I'm Kelly. And I'm Michaela. And this week we're going to be talking about burnout and how it's more common than you think. Romanticized and something everyone has become way too comfortable with. But we'll get into it. Let's go episode four. up tired ass bitches this week we're starting off strong with some shower thoughts from kelly all right mine this week is as simple and as great as it gets just about dua lipa Mm. i fucking love that girl she's so woman she's so (laughs) sexy and i love her velvety voice and her last album just got me through the first quarantine and i just think about her a lot well, I'm happy for you. I think she's Thank beautiful you. as well. <laughs> I think everyone should think about her. They'd have better days. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, that was a lovely shower thought, Kelly. Do you have anything else to say about Dua? I love her. <laughs> if she was listening, that's what I would say for myself. I think she can feel your love. All right. And my shower thought is how the hell do people live a balanced lifestyle because I cannot seem to get a goddamn grasp on it. Um, whether that's, you know, like waking up, working out, and then going. <laughs> Wait, first of all, the first thing you do is not look at your phone for an hour. <laughs> Getting your ass up to work out. And then going to work for eight hours or however long. And then, you know, eating balanced diet, coming home with to a clean home. Like, just consistency in itself is so hard. So, like, when people, like, paint this picture of a perfect, consistent life on Instagram or whatever platform, you know. Yeah, and I would love to be able to do that, but anytime I try, it it fails miserably. Oh, yeah. Or, like, I can do it for, like, two days. And I know, like, and I feel very productive, and I feel great, and then something falls apart, or I miss something a little bit, and then I'm like, well, it's all shattered. <laughs> Soiled <Burled> it. it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah my life is basically (laughs) like get up or wake up i should say look at tiktok for an hour and then walk over shuffle over to my desk (laughs) (laughs) and i get coffee as well but that is pretty much my morning routine um and i say hi to cat her name's aloe (laughs) (laughs) her name is not cat i say hi to cat (laughs) all right and yeah that and then i work and then i i've been recently trying to work out and eat healthier but it is hard and that doesn't sound like a lot especially when you don't do it or like you haven't been doing it and then you're like okay this is going to be a new thing this is going to be a new daily or weekly or just some sort of routine thing your body's like what is why why (laughs) but i had the same um struggle with like a morning routine and i can only imagine it gets harder when like you're working from home so you don't really have to go anywhere so like no one's actually making you get ready for anything but like when i first started my pacu job in september i was going from like three years on nights to a day shift so it took me a little bit to get like a routine in as well as like my circadian rhythm back on track so after Mm -hmm. like three months i was able to like my body clock would wake me up at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. like 7 a.m. every day whether or not I worked and then I was like oh nice I have like this nice quiet morning routine 
or like yeah. not even a routine yet but just like oh I have so much time and like I can take my time making my coffee take my time drinking my mm-hmm. coffee actually get ready for work instead of just throwing a rat's nest on my head but then when I switch back to nights for the COVID ICU I think it's always easier to switch from days to nights with your schedule and then switching from nights to days is horrific mm-hmm. that's what took me like three months to get anywhere near to like my body being like okay we wake up at seven now (laughs) i can't even imagine honestly when i went back from like nights to days like i'm still struggling to get a routine together like i wake up at seven my body's like now are you fucking kidding me (laughs) now now what are you doing (laughs) and then it hits me at like four o'clock in the afternoon where i'm like all right you didn't sleep today you're supposed to be sleeping you're like no you dumb bitch we don't do that anymore it's got to be so confusing for your body and so hard on it it is I don't give it enough credit for what I put it through, but <laughs> I'm also very critical about it. Like, can we just get with this? Because I rather, I rather not be tired all the time. I rather that not be my personality yeah, trait. I feel like that's everyone's personality trait. Like, how are you doing? Tired. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> that's definitely like I think that's like a millennial mm-hmm. trait, or maybe it's just a trendy trait for like for the time being, for like recently. Oh, you mean like the the know. baggy eyes? Girl, I've been rocking those for the last five fucking years. <laughs> Get out of here. I've been spending so much money on how to cover them, and now yeah, they're right? a thing. Like, I hate all the things that um, Gen Z is saying are out right now, like the crying laughing emoji. Use that in every freaking sentence. I use that all the time. <laughs> I use the cat one and everything. Um, uh, what is the other one? A side part, the which side I part. have been rocking yep. for a long time, and I will, you have I will never get rid of it because I look – Awful. I literally look like a hillbilly if I have <laughs> a middle part. I don't think that's it. I think you just have like an oval <laughs> face. So if you were to like elongate it more with the middle part, it just accentuates the longness of your face. Whereas I have round. a very not long face. You do have a very round face. So when I have a middle part, it kind of like, you know, blends it down uh-huh. a little bit. You know, so like it works for me, but I did the middle part like a little bit before I knew it was an in thing. I was just kind of like, ooh, let's try this. <laughs> More so, I was like, curtain bangs. <laughs> Hell yeah. Get bangs without actually getting bang bangs. Let's do it so people don't think I'm as unstable as I actually am. Oh my am. gosh. Hiding your instability with instability. Wow. With curtain bangs. No one knows what's behind the curtains. My big fucking forehead. <laughs> My five head. You have a lovely forehead. Shush. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> what is this episode? So we've all heard of the term burnout, especially nurses and people in, that are white collar, blue collar, students, etc. The average professional experiences burnout by the age of 32 years old. First described in the 1970s, BOS, or burnout syndrome, is a work-related constellation of symptoms that usually occurs in individuals without any prior history of psychological or psychiatric disorders. BOS is triggered by a discrepancy between the expectations and ideals of the employee and the actual requirements of their position. In the initial stages of BOS, individuals feel emotional stress and increasing job-related disillusionment. We found this from the American Thoracic Thoracic (laughs) Society. American Thoracic Society. 2016 ATS Public Information Series. Hell yeah. We don't plagiarize here.
data also suggests that more than half of U.S. workers have experienced burnout at least once in their lives. And instead of calling it what it is because capitalism, people confuse it with depression. Because those signs of burnout can also show similar signs to depression. And those that can easily bounce back from burnout, I think they associate it with depression. So those are the people that are like, I got over depression, so why can't you? So burnout is our body's reaction to chronic constant stress, commonly described as exhaustion or lethargy. Less interest, especially in whatever is stressing you out. Depression and feelings of, you guessed it, returning symptoms of imposter syndrome dun, dun, dun. And, and starting to question your skills or expertise years into practice. And I don't think burnout is something to brag about either because I feel like a lot of people do to like emphasize the hustle that they've taken to get there. But like the consistency of burnout is self-sabotage. Like something many people don't realize is that burnout isn't an easy straight line to get to feeling like yourself again. It takes days or weeks or months or even years. And that's why people confuse it with depression because because those show signs of burnout can also be similar signs to depression and those that are able to bounce back so easily think that they're actively having depression and then they think that they bounce back so well from depression so why can't anyone else because they don't really understand like what depression is they're just experiencing burnout which isn't just experiencing burnout Burnout can also be camouflaged as compassion fatigue, and I should know because I did a whole report and bulletin board about this during my bachelor's degree, so I'm basically an expert. So compassion fatigue happens because in a helping profession, that's the ultimate result of burnout. You lose compassion for what you're doing. You get really irritable, and your patience thins, and you're not getting strong enough to deal with the bullshit but losing the compassion for why you sought out this profession in the first place. Compassion fatigue is known as an actual condition where people become numb to the suffering of others and loses hope in their ability to help. Whenever I feel burnt out, it does feel very similar to being depressed um, or almost feeling upset for no reason or just like sad in general. Uh, I am kind of feeling a little bit of the beginning stages of burnout right now, and I am not sure that that's because of seasonal depression or just because of work, or I honestly have no idea what it's related to. It's like isolation to. in general. Yeah, for sure. Monotonous. Um, monotonous. Yep. <laughs> yeah, my days are pretty monotonous. Even if I'm just sitting here for 40 hours a week or however long, it's exhausting and your body just needs to rest. Oh, for sure. And it's weird because in high school, I honestly loved feeling... I don't want to say I love feeling burnt out, but I loved being extremely, extremely busy yeah, and having same. a lot of work to do. But I think we had so much energy during that time that we were like, let's do everything we can. And now that like we're adults, we're fucking <laughs> tired, and we don't know how to put in breaks because when we were teenagers, we liked that. We liked always being busy and involved and doing things. Yeah. And when I had a ton of work to do, I loved, like, crossing it off and being like, oh, I've done this. It just felt like an accomplishment more than anything. Yeah, I always kept myself busy with, like, extracurricular activities or sports. Like, I played a sport or I did something every season. So, like, I'd have something to do after school or I, I mean, I got my first job because I needed to, the deal was I was able to have myself bonus. I was able to 
So that was the oh, STEM nice. reason why I got a job, but also like it kept me busy to where like if I didn't have an extracurricular activity, I would go to work and do something instead of just like being at home. Whereas now, <laughs> being at home is very much a reward. <laughs> Do you think that's just because, like, as kids, we didn't want to be around our parents all the time? Like, you don't want to be home in a way? Yeah, because there's definitely, and, like, I did pass tea to people, but not my, not my thing. Um, But I know, like, there's a time period, I think it's, like, 11 to 14 or something like that, where you're, like, your peers are a lot more influential and important to you in your social, like, interactions and development than your parents and stuff. So that can be linked with, like, teenage rebellion and stuff like that. But, like, it makes sense because at that age, like, we connected and related more to our peers. So we want to be around mm-hmm. them more. It's not that we hate our parents or, like, we hate our families. It's just a Right, yeah. We, like, <laughs> it's a teenage thing to be, like, no one knows what I'm going through <laughs> except for my friends that are also probably going through something similar. I know. It's so hard to picture your parents as ever being teenagers or ever – experiencing what you're going through even though they totally did oh yeah they're right there with you so that's why even though they tell you what not to do you're like you don't get it like they do but that's also how you learn like you learn from making your own mistakes and not always if I didn't do the things that I did because my mom told me not to I would not have I would not be who I am right now Oh, for sure do you think (laughs) that um either through college or from your the start of your career that you kind of struggled with your identity because you put a lot of your identity weight on your profession or your major or like what you do yeah I definitely did struggle with my identity for sure especially coming into college because when I first started college I did not know anything about computers or how to program I didn't even know what python was I I knew it was a snake (laughs) I knew that I knew that c was the third letter in the alphabet like I didn't know anything about it um, so when I was starting to meet people that knew what they were talking about, I definitely changed my identity to kind of make it like, I kind of faked it till I made it like we talked about in our imposter syndrome mm-hmm. episode, um, because I didn't want to be embarrassed that I didn't know anything about it. And I feel like I did that when I was trying to get my first job. And I feel like I've done that a lot where I just kind of like make myself seem like I am very interested in something, I guess, to appease appease everyone around me. I don't know. I'm a little bit of a people pleaser in that sort of way, I think. (laughs) I'll admit it. (laughs) Did you have uh, experience with that as well? Oh, well, glad you asked. Um, So when I was doing... um, some research about this podcast because even though like I've had personal experiences with it I want to put like some you know juice into the podcast but okay (laughs) (laughs) burnout apparently comes in stages and I didn't really write them down here but I remember like the first one's um honeymoon phase and the next one's like onset of stress so that's the part that I think is really hard to identify burnout with because When you first get a job, especially as a nurse, you want to prove yourself to be competent. You want to prove yourself that you're, you want to prove yourself to those people that are like, oh, new nurses. You want to be like, no, 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 I'm a good one. Like, I'm not stupid. So when I first started, like, my biggest personality trait was that I was a nurse. Right. 
I'm a registered nurse. When someone asks you about yourself, you're like, well, I'm a registered nurse. <laughs> and, like, that was it. Or, like, that was the most powerful thing you can say about yourself. Or most, like, meaningful trait that you could say about yourself. Yeah, I feel like in college, like, that's pretty much everyone's personality is what their, their major, major is. Right, yeah. Yeah. So, I feel like that carries at least the first, like, one or two years in nursing. I guess it depends for everybody based on your age group of when you entered nursing itself and went through nursing school and became a nurse. And I think that's either whether you're, like, an LPN or an RN, doesn't really matter. But you have this feeling that you, like, you it's an unbalanced feeling that you identify so strongly with your profession that, like, if you're not all about it or, like, something bad happens at work that definitely defines your entire fucking week or defines any other, like, your mood for any other aspect of your life. Like, if you had a really bad day at work, instead of just taking the time to unwind separate it and leave it at work kind of thing which is hard to do in healthcare because you know you take home certain patients or you take home certain mistakes or like if you have a code like that sticks with you for a while it's hard to come back from but just like a confrontation with a coworker or a difficult patient and like you like have it like on you for days because you're like oh i'm a bad nurse or like a, a better nurse would have done this or like i should have done it this way and like you just hype on it because you identify so strongly with your profession that anything wrong or good that happens like you ride it for the week and it doesn't matter what any other right. aspect of your life like what's happening because your nurse self matters most and that's what a, i think it like i've seen it with a lot of new nurses like I think the first two years is most critical because I understand that like your first job you want to like just have it known that you're confident Mm -hmm. but also it should just be that or like you shouldn't have to work so hard to like prove to other people or let other people know that like you're a good coworker, or like people want to work with you but I think the weight of it's so heavy as a new nurse I definitely struggled with that and then once I got burned out for the first time from my first job because of unpaid ratios and um, poor management, in my opinion, I had a really good, like, nurse team and healthcare team, like, while I was actively working. But the administration management, I just, in my opinion, didn't, I didn't feel protected or I didn't feel backed up on in a lot of things. And um, it made me burned out because I had, like, eight patients a night without any help and that's super unsafe and as a baby nurse at first you're like well I just gotta it's tough shit I just gotta do it you know but after a while I'm like I'm sick and tired of coming to work and fearing for my license that I just got I worked my ass off for this license I don't want to lose it part of burnout or like the first time you encounter burnout like the first onset of stress so that's the first onset of stress that's when I saw the difficult patient load of eight patients and I'm like well everyone else is doing it I gotta prove that I can do it too that I can handle it I'm not gonna bitch about it I'm just gonna do it you know like don't make a scene just do it Mm -hmm. which isn't the greatest answer but that's what I felt like I had to do you know you're expected to do it. Right. Or, like, everyone else is, like, not to sound like that, but everyone else is doing it, so, like, you do it, too. <laughs> Peer pressure. Yeah. 
or just like systemic pressure um after i was getting so burned out from that that i was like getting angry at work not really angry with patients but frustrated with patients like my threshold for patients was a lot thinner with patients and that's not fair to them i wasn't Mm -hmm. giving good care when i was like pressured to do eight patients meds within fucking two hours (laughs) and that's in between like emergencies or blood or my crazy patient going to use someone else's bathroom and me having to drag them out of it (laughs) (laughs) okay and I think it's it meshes because the honeymoon phase and that initial stress phase where you feel like, okay, I just got to do it, that's all normalized. Mm-hmm. And then, so you don't realize that you should start helping yourself prevent that burnout, you know? So you just keep pushing through it. And then the real big, like, chronic stress factor hits you that you've been doing this for too long. And, like, mentally you're exhausted, and then you just have nothing left. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that kind of going back to what my shower thought was is you see so many people doing everything possible and looking like they're extremely happy doing it. So you kind of make yourself think, like, yeah, you make I it can look do easy. It. Yeah. And you're just like, I'll just push through the burnout. I'll just keep going. Um, nothing bad's going to happen. And then all of a sudden you're exhausted, you can barely move, and you don't, you just beat yourself up about it, pretty much. Like, you're ashamed of your burnout, and, like, you'd think that no one else goes through it. I think for a while it was kind of, like, a shame. Like, you should be able to hustle. Like, these people are hustling. This is the only way you succeed, is if you just keep pushing and hustling. So you never see people's breakdowns. You never see people's burnouts. So you're like, I'm weak if this happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely experienced that feeling when I was trying to get a software engineering job because um I mean you can look up like how to get a software engineering job and a lot of people will say like you have to pretty much eat breathe and sleep code and you have Mm -hmm. to just constantly teach yourself and keep learning and keep pushing yourself to build projects and make things and it's just not you just really can't do that all the time I kind of got lucky with the job that I have right now because I really have deadlines um and no one has ever like on my ass about getting work done on time because it's just more leisurely um which I'm very happy about but I still get burnt out last night I was even just dreaming about code which is kind of the most annoying thing ever when you're dreaming about coding because oh, you I cannot solve the problem <laughs> not that I dream about code it. but <laughs> right <laughs> even like dreaming about work in general like yeah. you cannot do what you, you can't want escape to do. it yep it's so frustrating it is the amount of times even like i'm not sleeping but i'm in the shower and like it's kind of like your mind's somewhat blank and then you literally hear (laughs) the alarms that you hear at work like i hear the beeping of the monitors i hear my bed alarms i hear the call lights (laughs) because that's what i was listening to for the last 12 hours so when i finally have a moment of silence at home that's what my brain is filled with like well what the fuck because you Where were just over, you were overstimulated, and it's not good for your brain because it cannot calm down from being no. overstimulated like that. Yeah, it's a like I want to say it depends on your specialty in nursing, but any part of nursing is going to be stressful. It just depends on how much stress you want to deal with, or how much stress you can handle, or how much stress you enjoy. Yeah, because right. there's there's a level of stress that you enjoy. Like there's an adrenaline mm-hmm. rush that you like from certain things. 
but the chronic stress of the stress that you don't enjoy or even the stress that you do enjoy if you like you love the adrenaline rush like it like at some point like 10 15 years your body's gonna be like i've had enough but yeah like for me after i had burnout from my job my first job i went to my second job and it was the cardiovascular surgery unit and i loved cardiac so much the specialty itself i loved so freaking much um (laughs) but i was on a step down unit and i was getting the same patient load i had on the med surge unit with more critical patients and i saw it right when it was happening and i was like this happened before i'm not ready to do this again this is exactly why i left like i almost have like ptsd of having like too many patients and not being able to care for them because it's so stressful when you have patients on a step down unit (laughs) cardiovascular step down unit and four of them have chest tubes two of them have external patient pacers (laughs) one of them is on and they're dependent on it the other two um have like triple vessel disease like up to like 80 to 100 percent blockages and they're going to open heart in a couple days and they're on a heparin drip where you got to make sure they don't have a fucking another fucking heart attack before they go it's a lot (laughs) and they're just like you got it right i'm like well fucking no no, I don't. I've done this before. I'm not doing it again. I'm not a new nurse. You can't fucking get me like that. And I feel like I was yeah. in a sweet spot where I could go because I wasn't a new new nurse where I'm like, this is my only thing I know. Or like, this is my home kind of thing. Like, I wanted it to be that, but it wasn't. So I wasn't a new nurse where I was like attached to it. And I wasn't an older nurse that's been there for 10 plus years where I'm like, this is all I've known. I was kind of like, I'd really love it here, <laughs> but I'm not ready to risk my license again. So I skirted right out of there. But my new job in the PACU, I miss my cardiovascular patients so much. And I do get, like, a taste of it here and then. And and I get, like, such an adrenaline rush from it. I'm like, yes, this is my jam. But a bad day in the PACU beats any bad day that I've had on the floor. Like, it's so easy to bounce back from it. It's so easy not to take it home at this point. And I don't know if it's because I've developed resilience to combat these bad days. To not bring them home or not have them, like, weigh on me so much. Because, don't get me wrong, some things happen. Or, like, if a patient dies, like, I definitely, that weighs on me for a while. Yeah, for sure. And I replay it in my head. But I don't, I don't identify myself as a nurse as much as I used to. Like, I'm trying so hard to take the other aspects of my life and make it feel like that's what makes me me. That I'm much more than a nurse. Or I'm not only a nurse, you know? Yeah, I feel like a lot of people struggle with that, too, of being like, that isn't all that I am. My identity is not my career. And Mm -hmm. I do a lot more than just work. Or I should, or I want to. Right. (laughs) And like you said, like, in college, because that's all, that's, like, literally the conversation starter. Like, literally how you know people. Like, oh, what's your major? They're like, oh, biomechanics. Or, like, Michaela, software engineer. (laughs) And then we're like, what else are we? (laughs) Yeah, I think it's really funny that you bring that up because I feel like there's not a lot of, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like there's not a lot of schools that are both tech and nursing. And That's true. I don't um, think there's a lot of schools that are heavily tech and then have nursing programs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have really good nursing programs, too. Yeah. And I think that there was definitely, like, a lot of stereotypes. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what nursing students thought of computer science students. But I know what computer science students thought of nursing students, and a lot of them did not give them the credit that they deserved. They were, well, that's something that I've learned is a lot of computer science people are arrogant as 
hell. And that is a reason that I tried to, you know, put on that facade. Like, yeah, I identify as a software engineer or I identify as a programmer or whatever because everyone around me was like, oh, you don't know that? Oh, you don't know this? Like, <laughs> it just because they because they all know so much because that's all that they do and they do not give a shit about burnout because that is well, like when I think computer science and I went to the tech school with you before I knew you um I think you brought like this woman empowerment to STEM and I don't think it's like as appreciated as it should be but because you're my best friend I'm like yeah women in STEM are so cool <laughs> <laughs> but other than that like our guy friends in it they fit the mold computer science to the t they're all fucking nerds they're nerdy i feel like our friends aren't super arrogant but maybe if we didn't know them they might come off that way oh yeah if we didn't know them personally like (laughs) we have one friend that i know comes on very arrogant to others and if you didn't know him personally (laughs) he's just very standoffish but he's also a really sweet guy but if I didn't get a chance to know any of them, or you didn't get a chance to know any of them, you just put the, like you said, like, just the facade that you know of computer science onto them, and they match it to a T. They all like games. One of them never came to parties. He only played fucking Rocket League in his room the entire time, and then our drunk asses would come and bother him, and he would just be playing Rocket League for hours at night while we were all getting trashed. Those are good times. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did what did uh, computer science people think of nurses? Oh, they definitely thought that they were stupid. Rude. Well, I didn't think that because like my mom is a nurse and you're a nurse and but they like whenever they were like, oh, she's a nursing student because I feel like a lot of the nurses they kind of acted stupid, not like maybe not in their profession, but I mean like the way I presented myself at parties. Right. Yeah, that's how. I mean, that's the only way that we knew nursing students is at right. parties and stuff. That's true. But we had nothing left to give to the world, so that's why. I think I saw a meme that was, like, the biggest or, like, most popular sorority was, like, the one of the BSN. <laughs> because nurses are so <laughs> proud that they get their bachelor's because it's so fucking hard. Yeah, I know. And I don't think that a lot of people... If they don't have a nurse in their family, they don't know how hard nursing mm-hmm. is. If a nursing student dropped out of nursing or, like, failed or whatever, I think that there was a misconception that it was, like, like anyone could do it, kind of. Like, right. oh, you dropped out of that, you're so stupid. Like, right. no, no, it's, it's just hard. actually fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. I stereotype that, like, because nursing school is so hard that anything else is easier. So I thought, like, computer mm-hmm. science was just, like, at a computer, like, the computer kind of thing. Until I actually heard you guys, like, talk about all these different languages. And that's when I was literally like, Python's a snake. What are you talking about? (laughs) Just very different. You have to have a very different mindset for both of those professions. Right. They're, like, opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm. But here we are. BFFs. Here we are. Woo! So human evolution did not prepare us for the expectations and work concepts we do commonly now. You need to allow your body and mind to rest, and you need to recognize the signs and symptoms of burnout so that you prevent yourself from hitting rock bottom. Noticing your signs of burnout can help you get ahead of the game and focus on some self-care or stress release to ease the burnout and let yourself calmly heal. And that entire 
peak is something that I think COVID is going to push to the edge just because we're just all feeling such a curveball and we all like feel burnt out from everything just burnt out from the pandemic in general I I feel like I get burnt out so much more easily now just because I can't really go anywhere or do anything or see right, or, like have different scenery <laughs> you're losing things at once like because like going out with some friends and getting drinks and stuff and got your mind off the stressful things and now you can't do that and you're just sitting there facing everything you're just looking at it all day yeah you have to have very different coping mechanisms mm-hmm. and i still like i still like getting on discord with everyone and just talking and hanging out and playing games that way like right. even if we can't be in the same room then we can at least still interact and talk to each other right it's a good substitute for like what we have to work with so could you tell me a little bit about some burnout <laughs> symptoms <laughs> sure thing Michaela. <laughs> some burnout symptoms include are questions to ask yourself if you think you're going through burnout are you becoming more irritable critical or cynical at work do you drag yourself to work or have trouble getting your work day started? Do you lack energy to consistently be productive and find it hard to concentrate? Do you have a change in your sleeping habits? Do you find yourself or your partner telling you that you're grinding your teeth while sleeping? Are you perhaps self-medicating with alcohol, drugs, or food? Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you changed your appetite at all? Um, or has your appetite changed at all? Or are you troubled by unexplained <laughs> Are you troubled by unexplained headaches, unusual heart rhythms, stomach aches, and physical disturbances, or a lack of social interaction, yep. or <laughs> a general neglect for personal needs and hygiene? If you've answered yes to any of these, then Mayo Clinic suggests that you are experiencing burnout. So some causes are lack of control, work-life balance, and work dynamics that become dysfunctional, like trying to meet unrealistic deadlines or having to work with a patient or eight patients at at once or something. Risk factors include identifying with work so strongly that you lack balance and the ability to identify yourself in any other way, like we discussed. Getting stuck in the mindset that you have to constantly prove yourself to your boss or family or whomever. People pleasers. Working in, you guessed it, healthcare as a whole your job may not be challenging enough for you or too monotonous Mon- monotonous Mon- monotonous or too monotonous yes too monotonous you got it okay or too <laughs> monotonous <laughs> or just too much of a workload or stress or um signing up for too much overtime even though you know it's a bad idea but you're like mm, dollar sign so just like there are instances that burnout just doesn't go away after a good night's sleep similar to people that build up or hold in thoughts and feelings eventually explode um same with burnout that can present with an explosion of pent-up emotions and frustrations or just numbs you and causes you to become more catatonic for sure i definitely have seen myself in those situations but we shouldn't feel guilty for getting burnt out by a profession or a workplace that does not actively like the match anymore. And it comes in stages, like we said. Uh, sometimes you, with no mind, you don't see it happening. And sometimes you recognize it and you can kind of be 
you can find the relief to the burnout and sometimes that kind of relief isn't even offered through your job and you can't find it but that doesn't mean you don't love what you do if you become burnt out because burnt out is just by the overwhelming stress or tasks or pressures so sometimes it just takes a break to come back from these well something that I like a mindset that I like to have is work to live don't live to work yes um you definitely don't want your life to be your work like we've said many times in this episode it's not sustainable yeah so do something for yourself every day or every week however you'd like to cycle it uh but something like exercise waking up early to get some quiet alone time um warm showers extra steps to skincare routines short or long walks or listening to your favorite music or podcasts like picky packy and pirates um (laughs) something that i personally like to do if i just do not have the energy to you know do self-care um is just get away from the computer put my phone down don't talk to anyone and just watch tv or watch a show and just cuddle my cat and do not think about anything that is stressful and honestly compartmentalize the things that are stressing me out and put them put them in a corner somewhere until i have to deal with them in a box yep just put them in imaginary box right michaela (laughs) i know a lot about those um (laughs) As long as they're bougie with a red diamond on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just finding a place that's, like, comfy cozy. Like like you said, like, if you don't have the energy to, like, really put into self-care, which always sucks when I get to that point, but <laughs> it happens. And you just need to get yourself in a comfy cozy, comfy cozy cozy <laughs> place and situation where you're like, this feels nice. <laughs> yeah, just do whatever you need to do in the moment. Stop pushing yourself so damn hard. I am a strong believer in just taking multiple, multiple breaks a day. And I feel like the best way to prevent burnout, if you're proactive enough, is proactively discovering and falling in love with self-care habits so that they're not tasks. If we knew about the tragedy of burnout and maybe in college develop some sort of self-care habits or practices or something kind of helped us build up a mental resilience maybe it would have come like so much more naturally yeah in the adult life but it but i haven't done that um i'm starting to do that now just a system of things that make me feel good that bring me back to my center (laughs) that refuel me i guess i should say and like you said, that can include any of your hobbies, old or new. So like when I was in high school, I used to love reading leisurely. Like I was a sucker for young adult novels or series that just helped you escape to another world. And when I went to nursing school, all of the things that made me happy other than drinking, eating, and running like a mad woman at the gym, especially when I was with Team Marie, um, everything else just fell to the wayside and when I got out of college and into nursing I like still forgot about all those hobbies and it was like it was hard to pick them back up so to get back into it I've been starting to read like 10 minutes before bedtime like any other wife in any movie before bed they're reading I've been doing it too um I think it helps feed my brain for many like brainless activities I've done or any burnout makes you feel like 
your brain so much anyway so it kind of like recenters your brain that like it's doing something and then also helps me just wind down and fall asleep more smoothly i love going to barnes noble looking through the books picking up a new one i get that like that excited feeling i go read a bunch and then i never touch it again i never pick it up again i never know how it ends and that is pretty much every book i've ever read i just never get to the ending <laughs> i would hate that because i need yeah i'm to very know. curious and I, I see the book on my nightstand on top of the other books that i've started and never finished because i'm also reading on my phone too so it's almost like oh, it's like I a didn't habit of like being on my phone so like at first my body's like yeah we're here for it and then i'm reading and i'm like okay i'm tired now <laughs> But I think it's easier said than done to try not letting demanding or unrewarding jobs or tasks undermine your health. I used to have this um, routine that I did when I worked nights and I had three in a row. Because, um, like, nurses know when we work three in a row, a lot of times it's those middle shifts because it's such a routine or a pattern. Nothing else matters <laughs> except your sleeping, your coffee, your food maybe your water intake and getting in and out of work on time <laughs> emphasis yeah. on getting out on time you're just focused on getting through your shifts for those three shifts so that last day that third day i would come home and i do one of those really extensive showers you know what i'm talking about like full shave oh yeah full exfoliation oh yeah nice face oh, mask gosh. like ev like a reset on my body almost <laughs> before i went to sleep i love and then that. i wake up like <laughs> I'm off tonight, and I feel great. You feel like a whole new woman. Yeah. So I used to, like, incorporate that at the end of every, like, three in a row or four in a row. I'm like, this is what I have to do to reset my body. Mm -hmm. And it resets my body from neglecting it for <laughs> three to four days, but it also resets my mind to, like, focus on these things that I know calm me physically and then calm me mentally. So then I just reset. But that's been hard coming back to day shift because I don't always do a three in a row now and especially because I have a lot more call responsibilities it's like I can work three in a row but I'm on call the third night so I can be all like oh yeah but then I'll get called in and be like throwing <laughs> off <Nope>. my groove <laughs> <laughs> but I still think I should like find a, a day of the week to do that again because I think that's something that really works for me not to say like a face mask cures everything but it does help me feel a little bit better <laughs> just find something that makes you feel great because then like because you're feeling shitty from burnout and you feel something great and if you make that a habit then it's like a little bit of great all the time so like <laughs> not as much <laughs> a little bit of great. <laughs> great so to end off this podcast we have a quote from queen latifah queen. and she said i am a strong woman with or without this person with or without this job and with or without these tight pants. Yes. And that applies to like scrub pants, work pants, any kind of pants. Just don't let <laughs> something define you so strongly that you forget about who you are. Because you are so much more than just one thing. Or just one profession. Or just one job. Just one pair of really good pants. You have a whole wardrobe of pants. Whole wardrobe of pants. <laughs> so a resource that we found. While doing some of this research, um, it's called the Reignite Project. It's a free online course that will enable you to identify and prevent burnout, as well as reignite your passion for your job and just life in general. I haven't personally used this. This isn't sponsored, but I figured that's a resource if anyone's struggling. Thanks again for joining us and listening to our pod. 
Um, be sure to tune in next week. We have a very fun episode planned. And we put out a new episode every Tuesday. Give us a follow on Instagram at Techie Tacky and Tired. And check us out on TikTok. Sorry in advance. Mm. Uh, <laughs> at Techie Tacky underscore Tired. And let us know how you deal with burnout. See you guys, girls, gays, and lace next week. Bye. <laughs>